0: Year, year, coming to you every week from Sydney and Melbourne. It's full disclosure: the Jono and George podcast. Jono and George, full disclosure in the raw. Full Disclosure, no holds barred, no holds barred.
1: Okay, well, well here we are at the, uh, the, <laughs> the, the Academy Award edition of... Oh, yeah, we're just going to get into it, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Full Disclosure, the two, John, two. John and George show. Um, now... I think we should just get straight into it. Really, uh, did you have, did you get to catch a, a bit of it,
2: mate? I um, I don't have a TV, so no. I've got a answer is no. <laughs> no, I tried very hard. You know, I'm not the best with technology, right? Um, so I thought I'd, I'd watch it on my phone. You can watch your phone and put the YouTube it onto your TV. Right, but very hard to get a stream. Lots of bullshit, kind of. Um, you know, uh, they want you to buy other stuff. So then finally bit the bullet and signed into Channel 9 now. Right. Watched it on Channel 9, uh, except um, had some buffering issues. But pretty much, yeah, watched a lot of it.
1: Well, you weren't the only one, because it was the lowest rating Academy Awards in history. By uh, um, The overall audience fell below 30 million viewers for the first time ever, um, substantially below 2008's record low of 32 million So, the year year to decline this year is about 15 to 20 percent, and that's on top of the Super Bowl, which also was a ratings disaster. Basically, the upshot is um, people aren't watching TV anymore. They generally watch streaming stuff and they're not wanting to to watch stuff.
2: Mm -hmm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. People don't have, like me, don't have TV. So, I'm kind of, I'm onto it, really.
1: In, in a lot of ways. The Olympics rated badly. Everything that used to rate fantastically is um, gradually going down the gurgler. And there has been a narrative by some that perhaps the Academy Awards, um, you know, some uh, the right wing party would be like, you know, the liberal Hollywood's out of touch with Real America, etc. But the fact of the matter is everything on television is just um, going by the wayside because people are sick of um, networks choosing what they watch. They want to be able to just pick and choose. Um, they want choice, Georgie. That's right. That's right. So you went along, but there were some big, some bigger, bigger uh, results, and some, some. The most controversial one, really, now is the the winner of best film, um, uh, yes. Shape of Water. Um, have you seen it? Yes, I have. Yeah. What was your What was your verdict? Have you seen
2: that? Okay. People are calling it. People are calling it the fish fucking movie. Yes, <laughs> the fucking fish movie.
1: Well, the, the, there's a great little video going around online which has side by side shots of it comparing it to Splash with Daryl Hannah. <laughs> And Another fish
2: fucking movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And it, it's pretty much the same film. I mean, mm-hmm. at the end, spoiler alert, uh, uh, Tom full Hanks... Disclosure. <laughs> full disclosure. Tom Hanks jumps into the, the ocean with Daryl Hannah, just in the mm-hmm. same way as The Shape of Water. They even have a scene where she's putting salt in the bath, where she's in order to survive. Hope you haven't seen Shape of Water. But anyway, the point of the matter is, it's uh, yeah, it, it's not exactly an original concept, but then again, I suppose, when has the Academy Awards ever been loaded with original concept films? You could argue probably not much.
2: So it was almost a mix between um, "Call Me by Your Name" and "The Shape of Water" splash, because it was a gay mermaid movie. There was no, it it's wasn't kind of combination. There, well, it wasn't gay. With Tom and Daryl.
1: Oh no, no, Daryl, Daryl, Hannah. Yes, actually, for the for the record. Was watching Daryl Hannah. Daryl Hannah's a woman. Correct. Daryl Hannah was, I saw, just saw some the image of it. So Daryl Hannah was stunning back there. Not that it's always just about aesthetics, of course. And then I was watching her in um, recently. I, in dis- the...
2: I disagree. I disagree. You don't think Daryl Hannah's stunning? I she... No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. What she is... was in, um, she, I don't think she was stunning in Blade Runner either. I think she's got a great body. Great what? Body of work.
1: Right, she's very tall. That could explain what, one of the problems you have with her. She'd tower over you. I mean, she'd be a good head and a half taller than you. No one minimum. knows my height.
2: But yeah, they, I could be a bit a big man.
1: Um, <laughs> no, she's statuesque, and you know, I can see that being problematic. But she was great in. What um, segue
2: with the Oscars! Well, great. Yes, and moving right along, that was a good joke, wasn't it? Statue of limitations. Statue Statue
1: of limitations. Yeah, that was one of his
2: better jokes. Where he said, "Look, he uh, made doesn't have a
1: dick." Yeah. So, did you? Yeah, Kimmel. I mean, I mean, that's the the can't look great in his resume. Hosting the lowest rating Academy Awards of all time, regardless of the reasonings behind it. It's not a not a great look. Did you realize? good,
2: Good job. I thought he did a good job.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's always always he's always solid. I think he's never really blown me away. I mean, are you a full on Kimmel fan?
2: I like Kimmel. He's he's definitely my top top couple of um late night guys and he's he's getting a lot of kudos now for because he's woke i don't really actually know what that means what, when someone's woke but apparently he's woke it just means
1: whether well you know they're, they're on top of things and they've awoken they're to awoken. the way things are they've deconstructed the way things really are you know they they can see what's going on they're critical thinkers if you will um and, and can see the, the 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 power mechanizations that other people uh are unaware it- of
2: is that it? Yeah, is that's that kind mean, of, the, yeah, that's, the, that's the one. have to go to Google there. Is you, you sure?
1: Look it up. Yeah, woke. look it
2: up. Yeah, that's totally what it is. Oh, you Who do you reckon's more woke, you or me? I'm very straight. <laughs> but that's, but straight isn't woke. No, like, no. He's woke. you' are
1: saying he's woke. He's he's saying woke. woke. Yeah. yeah, they are saying he's woke. Who's they, by the way? It's the majority. Of the, internet, the, the internet. The internet. So, Let's, let's go through. I just go through some of the winners, and you can give me a, a few words on, on on it. Let's start yeah, with a, supporting actor. Rockwell brought brought home the uh, the bacon with three billboards. Did you see that coming? Coming?
2: Well, George, I'm, you know, it's in hindsight now, Alex. Like, so you might not believe me, but I picked it all. I picked it all. What's well, easy my, to say now? Great. I know, and you don't believe me, but, but I I should have told you beforehand. I knew he was going to win. I knew Shape of Water was going to win. Yeah, I got it all. I knew that everything Mexican was going to win. It's very reactive. Um, I didn't know Kobe was going to win. Yeah, no, that was a big big story. Uh, so, we, got, yeah, we'll go, yeah, uh, I won't, don't want to jump ahead. Yeah, no,
1: Rockwell. You kind of ruined the next four or five that I was going to read out. <laughs> but, um, so, but, uh, did, you, did, did you think Defoe was robbed with Florida Project or were you happy with... Uh, I haven't uh,
2: seen it. Haven't seen the oh, Florida a, Project. I thought, it, I thought it was an
1: outstanding film. But I, I can yeah. see what, I thought Rockwell, I picked Rockwell as soon as I saw the film. I thought he was going to get the, uh, the chocolate. Good speech, was it?
2: Because I missed, the, I missed that speech.
1: of oh, for Rockwell? Mm. I don't know. I didn't see the
2: Academy Awards. No one did. No, no, Dude, no. I thought you said you were watching... Me. So you're giving me shit for having buffering issues. Oh, okay. So I'll have to explain that. Okay, I'll explain. So did you see Jimmy Kimmel's opening? Yes, I saw a bit of that, yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, I a bit of it. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, I was going
3: to...
2: Go. You know what I liked? He made a biscuit joke.
1: Yep. That's, a, that's a, the,
2: the, the famous horse sea biscuit, of course. Yeah. Uh, Winner of the yeah. K-
1: Kentucky Derby, I believe, was the one
2: that... It,
3: that yeah, but he said that thing. the
2: guy... That, that that Harvey Weinstein's the first person um, since this one other guy. There's only two people that have ever been asked to leave the Academy. And he said, so that's great. The, a guy that um, got done for sharing screeners, for giving a, a VHS of a biscuit to someone, got the same punishment as Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. That was one of his jokes. And then he also said, showing how out of touch the Academy is, they made a movie um, called What Women Want, starring Mel Gibson.
1: Yeah. That, and he also, the, the famous one that's getting a lot of... um. A press is when he made the gag about the academy asking him if they wanted to include the accountants uh, last year in 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 the gags. He said no, and then of course they they included themselves in the in the jokes anyway. But you know yeah. the big stuff up from last year, of course. Which I, I watched. What I did watch with interest was the mm-hmm. redemption for Warren mm-hmm. Beatty and Faye Dunaway. for Warren Beatty when he, they came out to a present you know best picture at the end, and this is mm-hmm. his chance to you know, make a man's fault was a shocking performance last year, you know, one of the the great mess-ups of all time in academy history. It wasn't his fault though.
2: It wasn't that was the problem. He always got blamed. it had nothing to do with him. It said it said what's it called? La La Land.
1: Yeah, but I mean he, he I think he was culpable in some ways. You know, you're not putting any no, blame. He wasn't sure. culpable at all. Yeah. No, he wasn't. At it was switched, all. but he knew that it wasn't the right film. He said, he said he was reading it out knowing it was the wrong film. What do you do? Well, that's what he was trying to figure out. And he looked like a real <laughs> idiot. You know, he was like sort of blunt, wildly looking around. Uh, anyway, the point being, um, he uh, had a lot of trouble opening the envelope again. He just seems he's fumbling <laughs> around there. And Faye Dunaway, she's looking at it. He's, he's going to get it av- open. And I, it, was, it was, yeah, it was tender hooks. It was like a, like a game winning shot. Or something.
2: Faye Dunaway looks differently than she looked last year. She uh, looks but like she she's like, she's definitely had the face pulled back. It's very sad. Mm. Yeah.
3: It's very sad because, you
1: know, As I mean, it's just, anyway, you know how I feel about that sort of stuff. John, John. keep your energy up, mate. Yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, uh, moving along, uh, now, I had a friend, a horse in the race, if you were. You might might not know that. Yeah. Josh,
2: Josh Lawson. Got, got really depressed there, was, yeah. Yeah,
1: well, wait, wait, wait till you hear my segment later on. Uh, we've we got uh, my friend. Josh
2: Lawson, yeah. Well, I was looking forward to asking you how, how you felt about that. Yeah, Are you kind of happy you didn't win?
1: because you- <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not happy you didn't win. Um, yeah, he had a, a short film which was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, Josh yes. was uh, a friend of his. Ben was in my year. At um, spoiler alert uh, slash full full, full exposure. Full <laughs> I you went to NIDA. Full, full exposure. <laughs> um, I went to NIDA, and and Ben Lawson, uh, who was in my year, um, who's now got an article on him as being one of the most in work. Um, Australian actors in Hollywood, and his older brother – oh, sorry, I should say younger brother, Josh, was a few years above him at NIDA, and um, hence I've crossed paths with Josh numerous times, and Josh is a lovely, lovely guy, and uh, very dedicated. He was famously in House of – House of Lies. House of (laughs) Lies. With Don Cheadle. (laughs) Almost messed it up. He was in House of Lies with Don Cheadle, uh, and uh, he's not doing that anymore. So, was
2: in Anchorman, too. That was a big – Anchorman,
1: you mean? I think you mean Anchorman Two too. Is that what you mean? He was yeah, in Anchorman yeah. Two too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was it a beer ad? Yeah, he, no, it wasn't. That wasn't a beer ad. It was a mineral water ad, wasn't oh, it? Oh, mineral water. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, most famously, he he did uh, Paul Hogan recently as well. But anyway, the live-action short film uh, it didn't win, so didn't get the chocolates. It had Damien Damian Herriman in it as Damon well. Damien Herriman. Oh, I share the
2: same voiceover agent with. funnily enough, mm. so just. Uh, Full disclosure. The <laughs> reason Georgie sounds so good on the s- mic. S- there is a bit of a peaking thing though. I'm with, hearing with you occasionally. It goes. Wah, wah, wah,
1: wah. Really? Oh, it's not on my end. It's just on your end. I think. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And okay. your, your end. Is, your end isn't important because we're not recording any of it from your end. Because let's face it, there really are risks of plenty involved in that. Nothing will happen. it is me speak. <laughs> That's true. I shouldn't, I shouldn't slag you oh, off yeah. like that. So call me by your name. No, fine. Call me by your name. One best ad- adapted <laughs> screenplay. You must be happy about that. Uh, you, you haven't seen it, have you? You said there was you, no discernible storyline, so <laughs> you'd like it. <laughs> I guess the academy didn't agree. <laughs>
2: uh, no, it's very slow, very slow. Uh, it had to win something. It, um, yeah, it was a good film. So glad that it it got it got a little piece of the pie. Yes. Um, the other one. Didn't that- watch that speech, either though. I didn't watch that speech. I'm, I'm about to have seen everything else, but yeah, I've, I have seen the film. Uh, very good film. Great performances. Yeah, I don't... What, what did it beat? What did it beat? What are the other adapted screenplays? Oh, just The nom- original ones were good this year. They were,
1: yeah. Oh, beat, it beat Molly's Game by Aaron Sorkin. So that uh-huh. was... Uh, Logan. What else? It beat Logan. Oh, yeah. oh. Um, um, a comic book. But- <laughs> it adapted it from a comic book.
2: Did it beat um, The Phantom Thread? Was that from a book? No, nah, was
1: it a- wasn't nominated. Uh, it beat... Um-
2: the original ones were better this year.
1: Yeah, they were, and Get Out won that, of course, and that was a,
2: a worthy winner. I thought. It was a... Let's not jump ahead. Let's not jump ahead.
1: What, you still want to do adapted screenplay. Who, who cares about adapted screenplays? Does anyone? Well, care? No, that was
2: one of the big. That was their only win for the night, and it was Jordan Peele. It was from Comedy Central to the Academy. So... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. that's pretty much the internet's favourite win.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought. was well, it was just so so original. The screenplay. It was so different to anything else, you know. And that was what was so fantastic about it.
2: And and and, and uh, I didn't know before last night that he's. Dating or married to one of the cast members of Brooklyn Nine Nine? Which one? Who's he married to? Uh, probably the funniest, okay. the uh, Min- Minnelli or whatever. The you know the. Oh, Liza Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> not Liza Minnelli. She's not in that. I don't know. She's in Arrested Development. No, she's the you know you know the tall one that does a lot of sarcastic kind of stuff. Oh yeah, vaguely. Let's move right on to Best Actor because that's what we care about most. Full, full disclosure, dear, yes. I'm Sorry about this. What? Both my cats, both my giant Maine Coon cats, are now. Have come into the the podcast studio and they're idiots and they're going to definitely make noise. I'll just can you de- hear them?
1: Yeah, I can hear them. I'll just delete, <laughs> it. I'll just delete it. I, I, I did a, qu- a fair bit of editing on the on the first podcast already. Um, you
2: know, excellent.
1: Uh, and I also put a beep in when I um, mentioned the, the notable ex partner who trained me out of Cunnilingers. When you mentioned Cunnilingers,
2: <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Good, okay. good, good. Um, that you, didn't,
1: that you didn't keep. In. Stop it. I'll just have to take this whole section out. So it's <laughs> yeah. a lot of beeps I'm going to have to put in.
0: Gentlemen George, full disclosure, no holds barred, no holds
2: barred. See, but I was, I was just happy that he mentioned Seabiscuit and What Women Want because they're both two films that I reference a lot.
1: What Women Want is a very funny film. It's very funny. I've never seen it.
2: I, just, I just, Is it actually very funny? <laughs> it's very funny. He is
1: can, it? He can hear what they're thinking. He can, that's, what, that, that's the premise. You can hear everything the female's thinking.
2: But it's a well, it's, it's a, should I get it on DVD? Is it worth having in my collection? I think so.
1: I think it's, okay. it's, it's Mel really just firing on all cylinders, you know. Mm. Um, but anyway, moving right along. Um, yeah. Gary Oldman uh, took, brought home the chocolates. I don't know why I keep using chocolates. Sometimes. For best actor for Darkest
2: Hour. I thought we all saw that coming a mile off. We did, but I should. It should have. I haven't seen it, but but it should have gone to um, Daniel Day Lewis. What do you mean? You you haven't seen Dark. Star. I haven't seen it, but yeah, but I just I just can't imagine it could be better than what Daniel Day Lewis did. But good, good stuff. Yeah, good on it's
1: him. It's good to make educated. Um, decisions on things, though, isn't it? So it's a bit tricky for you to say anything because <laughs> you're saying, I haven't seen what the other guy did. Yeah. But well, I
2: see what your point is. You thought that yeah. he was simply amazing. But, I mean, if Daniel oh, Day-
3: oh, Lawson, oh, that, oh, that, was-
2: that rationale, Martin Lawrence should have got one for Big Mama's House. Like, he's just in a fat suit. It's, not, it's lazy transformation if you're in a fat suit. It's like, of course you've transformed. Optimus Prime should get one.
1: <laughs> off, um, off mic, we were talking once before about um, how we think – Hollywood says if you make yourself ugly, you, um, you, you, get a, you get an award, which, and I guess Oldman, that uh, certainly fits into that area, um, yes. following in Cuban's footsteps from um, uh, The Hours and, and famously- M- Monster. Monster, that's right.
2: What's the name again? It didn't, it didn't work for Margot, for Australia's own Margot Robbie. That would've been big. But she But she, u- one... she
1: didn't ugly herself up. She, what, she, she didn't ugly herself she didn't
2: up? up She's oh. much, much better looking on the red carpet than she was as Tonya. Right,
1: and so did you see? I did see um, Frances McDormand's speech. Did you see her speech? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, she definitely. Was she pulled up short again? Or was she in the mid- midst, and they brought the music up and put yanked her off? I thought she had some more to more to I say. I
2: I think yeah. she said enough, mate. <laughs> she said more than enough. So there was there was thought that a lot of people weren't standing up. That it wasn't it wasn't kind of uh, most of the women in the crowd standing up. Okay. There was a bit of a like, oh. Uh, uh, but I thought it was it was a, it was a great speech, and uh, it was cool how. Meryl Streep's become the kind of Jack Nicholson of the Oscars. How everyone kind of like just just talks directly to her. Yeah. Oh, you didn't watch it, mate? They, they were bagging her out all the time. It was really funny. <laughs> the um um because uh K- Casey Affleck's not allowed to give out an award this year because he's too tarnished with the too much of a jerk me too thing. Yeah. So yeah, what was it, it's Lee? So they they had uh Jodie Foster Great. and. Oh, who was it? Jodie Foster and um, Jennifer Lawrence. Right. Yeah, and they came out, and J- Jodie Foster's on crutches, and um, she said, uh, Mel Street, "Meryl Streep tripped me," <laughs> and and uh, and then Lawrence said, uh, "She's shocking. She pushed me over once," and they they did that, and then um, also also the host Kimmel said that that it's the longest time that she's never been nominated was three years between two thousand and one and two thousand and four. That's when she was in prison, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And she's mm-hmm. laughing at all, like Jack Nicholson. But what was funny is her husband or whoever the dude is next to her, just absolute, like, staunch, not, not a smile every time they, they made jokes about her. Uh, wasn't I wasn't a don't fan. Think, I don't think I appreciated it, was pretty, it, was, that made it. It made it better. Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. I wish you'd see more, see more of this because also uh, I've got uh, questions about McDormand. Um, Mac- McDormand. Oh, you saw her speech. Yeah. Who the, who's their son? Who's yeah. that little guy. Yeah,
1: she was pointing to him as like a... Wasn't she saying he's an exhibit of all the great work that I've done in my life kind of thing? Was That that
2: was the point of that yeah. story, wasn't it? He, he doesn't look like he came from them. He looks adopted. Okay, well... You know. <laughs> Full disclosure, I just... I just he, he looked like a Mexican gangbanger, and he's got McDormand uh, as a mum and uh, a Jewish guy, Cohen. Uh, okay, well, let me
1: do, do some quick research. Francis, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's not adopted, mate. I just think you might have had a diff- different... <laughs> A son? Like,
2: stand up. Can't you hear? My mom's talking loco. Pedro Mc, like? Pedro McDormand <laughs> Cohen. Yeah, they've adopted him. They're not going to call their son Pedro if he's not.
1: Who is everything we know about Who's Francis McDormand, Joel Collins. Oh, she's married to Joel Cohen. No wonder she gets any work yeah. from the Cohen brothers. Yeah, she was in Blood Simple. She's <laughs> like started with him. Talk about marrying your way in. Bloody hell. Uh, uh, Pedro is the adopted son of McDormand and Cohen. There you go. When he was was just six months old, (laughs) McDormand, who also came from an adoptive family. Oh, McDormand's adopted as well. And Cohen adopted Pedro in 1995 from Paraguay. In fact, adopting him had her considering penning a
2: book on adoption. Okay. Uh, You can edit edit all this out, I suppose. What's wrong with
1: (laughs) You just wanted to know why he didn't look like them. Is that what it was?
2: Yeah, and he just looked... Yeah, he's just like a fully... Like, it was cute. It was, like, nice that they, like, her support... Uh, her support group. She
1: also said that he was her inspiration for, for three billboards as a mother. Uh-huh. So the, the anger she had resonated with her because as a parent, you also come to see how the worry and the anxiety that goes along with protecting someone who you give yourself to in that way, that you surrender, surrender to, can become degenerative. So she said that, you know. Don't have kids. <laughs> it was a, a massive source for her. In that. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm looking at it now, and he's a very different-looking dude. Yeah, he's cool. strong-looking cool dude. Yeah. Strong jawline. I think Gangbanger was probably a little bit racial profiling. but yeah, he's definitely, Sorry about that. Yeah, he's definitely – that out. Yeah, just it definitely looks Latin American. Um, okay, so moving along, right along, I thought we'd go into yeah. our
2: first section. Uh, which, 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 oh, so we're, not, which, we're done with the Oscars?
1: Well, is there anything else you wanted to say about the Oscars? Yeah. Well,
2: since you didn't see it, I may, may as well just help you out here. Done. But, uh, um Janny had a good quite a funny speech because she just got up there and she said, I did it all myself. That was all she said and everyone missed a massive laugh. And then she said, That of course is the um couldn't be further from the truth. But it was that was a funny line. That was a genuinely funny Who said line. That? She has got up Alice and Janny. Oh of she course. Was, I Tonya, yeah. That's right. I, I did it all myself. Um Oscar got Isaacs, gave away a um the Oscar for Best um short film. Like, oh they tanked, they bombed. It was him, Mark Hamill. And uh, another woman from Star Wars and they had CP three O or the new one, um, CGI'd on the stage and they they fucking tanked. They bombed so bad. And you get the feeling that Hamill actually likes bombing. Right. Just, Ham- Hamill just doesn't give a fuck. He just couldn't give two fucks. And then but then Oscar Isaacs was like fully fanboying out that the Mexican film won. He, yeah, like, right. yeah, like, he was like Yeah, like he's like like jumping up. And the guy from uh he was on one of the Police Procedurals, really good-looking guy. Benjamin Bratt or whatever. Right. Do you remember him? Do you remember him? Yes, of Benjamin. course. Yeah. Julia Roberts' X, yeah. Yeah, he was. He he must have produced the film, so he was up on stage when they won that. Right. Um, he was in LA Law,
1: famously, Benjamin
2: Bratt. Yeah. That was and then there's back. a... Was it Was it LA Law? I thought yeah. it was another one. Sure, you, you're thinking of Jimmy Smith's. Sorry, Law and, Person- order. Law and order. Law and Order, yeah. Bunk, 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 hmm uh, and um, there was a transsexual woman uh, introduced, Sufyan Stevens, but she said his name wrong. Okay. <laughs> not really can't really make a joke about that. She, she goes up, uh, here's Sufjan Stevens. She goes, open your heart to love. And then she goes, can you feel it? And it was just a little bit aggressive. Yeah. But you didn't see it. So, yep. Um, Kobe winning was pretty huge. Uh huh. The big LA victory. Yep. Uh, Gabrielle Garcel Banal. Uh, is can't sing. He he sang one of the Oscar songs. You know that. Why what, was he can singing? Can you pronounce his name? Because he's in the movie. But G- G- I just thought it would be a good idea. Uh, Gabriel Garth-
1: was- Gabriel Garcia Bernal.
2: Uh. Gabriel Garcia Bernal. Yeah, he um. Yeah, it was a Fergie moment. Right. Um. Oh, and there was a really interesting bit where the people that won the song for Frozen. Yes. Uh, they won again, and they're a husband and wife team. Yeah. And they said, you know, like it's great working with all these different people. Um and then and we've got these lovely daughters and then like they go, Yeah, I'd lovely daughters and then the, the husband um cut her off and he goes, But this is not for our daughters, this is for my dead mum. Whoa. <laughs> like, Whoa. Whoa. And then as they're walking off, she like pointed to her two daughters, like, it's it's for you guys as well. It's yeah. still for you guys. But it was that was that was pretty big. Like, you yeah. know, I saw it in real time, I thought that's intense, and then the internet backed me up there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and McConaughey has just become a, an absolute weirdo. He, he's always been. Yeah,
1: he, he's been a weirdo for a long time now.
2: Yeah, yeah. He said something like, "What is what, what is?" Uh, it was for editing. He goes, "Of course, without editing." He did just this weird thing about giving out an editing. Uh, it was an Australian that won that. Yes, Australian editor. Yeah, yeah. yeah for um, Dunkirk. For, for Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Dunkirk yeah. 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 And he said, "Luckily, luckily, um, the the director could have done it all himself, but he didn't." And he said, "And he said Matthew McConaughey's here. That was quite funny. He like <laughs> he, like he referenced Matthew McConaughey in his speech." You know what was strange about Dear
1: Basketball, that's something I read um, yeah. was they said, you know, Kobe was uh, fantastic that he won. Go ahead. He's a you know a great speaker. And then at the bottom of the article, I think it was a New York Times. I was reading it. Just said, but he could not escape his prior sexual conviction.
0: Ooh.
1: And, and and the history that it brings in, in regards to the Me Too movement, but if you're cleared and it was, they said that she refused to testify was the major issue. But he was cleared, and he always argued it was consensual. I don't think if it goes to trial and you're cleared, I I, I guess you know
2: if you're cleared and you did it though, sorry, doesn't mean you didn't do it just because you cleared.
1: No, true, but he, his argument was that it was consensual. I mean, sure, he had consensual sex with someone, but it was, it was a a woman from memory at the hotel. Uh, that She was working at the hotel that he was in. I just think it's a bit problematic in saying that, you know, because there is this indiscretion that you were clear, that in the end you are found not guilty of, that you cannot uh, run away from that in light of the Me Too movement. You know, I mean, if you've, you've had mud slinging at you and it doesn't stick, surely does that mean you're tarnished by that for the rest, for the rest of your life?
2: Jeez, not. I, I don't know. It's a very... I, I, I actually don't. He. A lot of people hate Kobe Bryant and they a lot do. of people kind of maintain that he did do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, he did say, I should have done what famously said, I should have done what Shaq does, which is pay girls afterwards and then I wouldn't have this problem.
2: And I think he actually did apologise oh. later on.
1: No, but he, he apologised. He said that he had consensual sex with Yes. Them. He said oh. that and he, was, and he had, a, had a wife at the time, right? He was married, I think. when he,
2: Same wife. He, yeah. Still with her. Thank you. Yeah, so so you so know, so he couldn't have done it. He's got the same wife. <laughs> anyway, I just thought it was stuck before. with him, mate. He's stuck by how, how how, how could that be wrong? It's From, I don't like the word problematic. <laughs> well, I, well, I, well <laughs> sounds like tinematic. You <laughs> know that singer. I just yeah, I, uh, I, it, it, it's it's in here by your uh, <clears throat> but it, you are, it does make you uncomfortable. Well, it didn't have the... these uncomfortable times? Ryan Seacrest couldn't get an interview with, and it's he's with anyone. They all boycotted him. Why? he he's got it, tongue. Mate, have you done any research on the Oscars? So you just wanted me? Why didn't you watch it?
1: What well, I did watch a fair bit of it. I watched. it. <laughs> you I did not. Did, I, was, uh, I did watch. It. it was on a tricky time. I was actually at the dentist again. Okay, uh, well,
2: we'll talk about that in a second. But but um, I was in a dental, dental
1: chair watching it. Oh, that's cool. Which is cool. Yeah, that's when yeah. I saw Francis Win. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking so cool. Yeah, there's a, there's a de- there was a de- on the dentist chair. I look up, and there's a monitor there, and I could watch it, the- and I had the teletext on, so I could read it all. And I watched like three or four awards get given out. It's pretty cool. That is that is really cool. Yeah, it's pretty That's an cool. amazing
2: way to, to do it.
1: Yeah, and you know what's surprising is this particular dentist I went to was all the way out in like Blacktown or something. Like that. So you're like, it's like, dry, I should, yeah, I'm not being too disrespectful towards the west, but it was, yeah, it's like going to Schittsville. Like it was a real, <laughs> bur- <laughs> it's like a slum.
2: Good, good that we found out that stuff. That's good. Um, we also found out uh, about the inclusion rider. That was another big thing in Francis McDormand's speech. Yes, that you can you can actually write in your contract to have, and this is what you've been banging on about since I've known you about about having a more diverse. You know, obviously Australia is so racist. Having a more diverse set. Right. So you can actually, Hollywood superstars can actually have that in their contract.
1: Oh, they can make it. So I'm not doing this project unless it has what a quota of diversity An inclusion writer. Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah. Send People Googling inclusion writer and also um, Jimmy Kimmel, the jet ski thing was good. The, um, the uh, costume guy from won the jet ski.
1: Yeah. So that was funny at the end. Ha- how many best Australian actors do you think are going to insist on an inclusion writer? I'll give you the hot tip. I'm going to say a grand total of zero. I mean, look, have a look at, say, the new Chopper uh, show, which is on TV shortly. And, yeah. you, you, and look at any TV soap on Australian TV. It's, it's a whitewash. It's a complete whitewash. They're not going to... I mean, come on.
2: Well, don't they? Australia's definitely well behind.
1: Oh, well behind? Yeah. Well behind? It's the 19th <laughs> century. <clears throat> Yeah. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Anyway, let's. speaking of rants, I thought we'd move on to my new favourite section uh, mm-hmm. each week, which is uh, John O'Burns' It's an Outrage. Belligerent Burns okay. sets up the mark and unleashes about what he's finding problematic in uh, <laughs> in society at this particular point in time. Take it away, John O'Burns, Belligerent Burns, with It's an Outrage.
2: Okay, well, I'm just going to work on a bunch of words that people are using at the moment. 100% has been killing me for a long time. People saying 100%, uh, which I just find is uh, a bit of a know-it-all thing. It's also stupid. Uh, I don't like anyone that feels 100% about anything. Now people are saying 125%. 125%. They're uh, (laughs) They're just just showing total idiocy. Are they really saying that? Are they really saying 125? Oh, Oh, yeah, 100%. I hate 100%. But they are. They're going, yeah, 110%. 110%. Uh, What I hate even more than that, though, is correct. People saying correct now uh, when you say something. So basically, it's a big boy way of saying, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Correct. You're like, so um, I've got a line up there, correct. Yeah, I know. So I hate that. I hate uh, problematic. I hate uh, just, just stupid people um, using, using language to um, s- stop intricacy that's um i hadn't prepared one so that was that was very much off the top of my head but
1: So you only get one shot of this each week. You know that, right? So that's your, that's your, okay. this is your first week one. Well, that'll go down as your first attempt. <laughs> and it's an outrage. <laughs> Something I hadn't prepared earlier. Obviously, I can't talk with my lack of prep on uh, the uh, the Academy Awards. But um, look, it's good. It was a, a bit of a scattergun. You sort of went for a numerous <laughs> just words. <laughs> if I was going to give a, a title, I'd call Jono regales against words and their misuse, which is fine. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you, gotta, you, gotta, you threw a good a few good punches in there. I'm not sure if you knocked him out for the count. Oh, no, yeah. I don't think so. You, There's no
2: killer blow.
1: <laughs> you, you threw a couple of, you, you went down swinging. Let's just say that. You went down swinging. Yeah. Oh, words. I've got a problem with people using words. <laughs> and when they use them wrong, like wrong words. You <laughs> fucking shits me. Um, but no, 100% has it uh, does annoy me a lot. And it's good you've had that. Correct. Sa- Do you hear
2: people say correct?
1: Yeah, one? interesting on that one. My stepfather used to find that's correct quite hilarious back in about the early 90s. So That's pretty funny. Yeah, he'd be like, "Someone would go, that's correct. That's correct, which I think is pretty much similar
2: to correct. Um,
1: even It might even be a little bit more highbrow, I think. Than- highbrow.
2: What's using the language better? So then correct is, is really just shutting everything down. Correct. So I think it's it- – yeah. <laughs> you'd use that well. And right. I don't like right
1: either. Right? Right. You know, in what context? Hit me with a right that you don't like. It's like correct. Um, right. Say something. Say something, say something, make a statement. So, Damien Lillard today was just simply outstanding. Right. Yeah. I'm like glad, I'm saying, I'm yeah, glad right. you agree with me. It's great. Yeah. I, I hate it when you disagree. So, it's a pleasant change. You're finally, you're, you're, you're finally down with the program. Did Dame Dollar deliver again today? Um, I, I think you need to watch it. It's superlative. It's. It's mind blowing um, what he does. Uh, There's talk of MVP. Talk has come out since since in the last what 25 minutes since the game's finished. There's there's people tweeting that you need to look at him for MVP. If they if they finish third is what the the scribes are saying. If they finish third, you have to look at him for MVP.
2: That's a fair call. That's a fair call because they're looking at they were looking at Kyrie and he's probably got better numbers than Kyrie.
1: Yes, and also, uh, you know, watching this game is never more clear. It's like him and daylight to, to anyone else on the on the team. He's the only one that can drag them over the line.
2: Who are they playing?
1: Lakers. So yeah, it's, a, it's a team you like. So this is Lonzo. Yeah, I mean, uh, do you watch just, the whole game? Yeah, I watch. Of course, I watch the whole game. Yeah, it's a really important game. We've won. We've won thirteen in a row. They've won five in a row. It was a big yeah, game. Cool. Yeah, it was a big game. Cool. Thoroughly recommended. All right, well, that's a that's that's good to hear. It's good to hear that you've uh, had a crack at um, your first outrage. Maybe just have a think about what you want to do next week because am uh, I
2: right? The next one, yeah. Look, look, I'm never at. I've always there's always quite a few things pissing me off, so it should yeah, be fine.
1: Yeah, and, and it's good that you didn't go down the the Dunstall route of just yelling and screaming for no apparent reason. You know, you had a, you, you
2: were I think a, matter of it, fact right. about it. I think it- I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Next time, I've got to scream a bit. Well, no, you
1: just let us know about. You know, you you often have a pet pet peeve, and it's so you know, it's just about choosing which one. There's so much to choose from, I suppose. Mm. So it's quite difficult. All right, well, the next section that I wanted just to look at is uh, something that I uh, prepared earlier. But the premise is quite simple. I'm going to put together a little uh, radio piece uh, each week um, and I thought we can talk about the piece and then we can talk about whether you think it's worth exploring or whether I go on to a different subject matter next week. We could even have it where you come up with what I write the next um, short piece on, maybe perhaps each week. But um, the reason I've uh, I've sent you this little... I've I've put together this little piece is um, I... uh, I had a very big weekend in Melbourne. I had, as you know, Jono, a 7 a.m., 5 a.m., 2 a.m. triple header in mm. Melbourne. And as a result, my voice was uh, a little bit lower than usual. And it started heading towards slightly film noir territory, I found a guttural side to it over the last couple of days. In fact, I was someone, we played a movie game where had to read out movie quotes, and everyone was saying I sounded like Brando esque or, or bogey esque with my delivery. So inspired by that, I've put together this little uh, piece, uh, a genre piece, if you will, and it's called The Hybrid.
3: Hybrid, the Nihilist Detective. Episode 1. Outside, it was raining. I hadn't slept in four days. I was thinking about her, the way she looked. The sun in her hair. The way she looked with the moonlight in her eyes. I've been drinking nonstop now for about three days. My mouth tastes like an ashtray. Here I was. The hybrid. That's what they called me. Why? No one could figure out where I was from. And I couldn't even remember my name. I've been in the city, wandering around, taking odd jobs for years. The hybrid. There goes. The hybrid. And then I met her. She looked at me strangely the first time I walked in. She was sitting at the diner. a cigarette hanging out her mouth. In front of her, one cup of tea. <laughs> I still smile when I think of it. Who drinks tea in the city? Tea for two, I said. No. Just for one. She smiled. Just for one. I wish it had stayed one. I wish everything had stayed One. Sometimes I think about how things could have been different for me, for her, for this whole city, for this whole stinking world. And then I just get itching. I get itching and itching and itching and then I get these welts on my skin that won't go away. Like scars on my mind that won't ever heal. Maybe I'm part Comanche. Maybe that's why I feel this way. Like I'm tearing myself apart from the inside. Scalping myself. A car alarm goes off in the street. My head twitches a little. What's gonna happen today? What's gonna happen tonight? I think I can hear hail. I wonder, will they ever find me? How can they find me when I can't even find myself? Have I stopped looking? Have I stopped searching? When it comes down to it, I don't even care anymore. I can hear the rain getting heavier and heavier. My thoughts dry up completely. All I can see is her. All I can feel is the void beckoning me closer. Life. The life of a spinning bottle. The choice of a dying man. I get up from my chair and scratch myself some more. Maybe it's eczema. Maybe it's HPV who gives a fuck anyway hybrid out
2: yeah well, I just, I just don't want to, you know, say anything too soon. Like, I just wanted to settle in maybe. You know, after listening to something that... that... <laughs> I
3: don't know.
2: <laughs> Hybrid, yeah. No, I, think, I think, well, you know, like, I, I don't think it's necessarily a comedy. Maybe you cut out the comedy and it's just like, it, it sounded great. I, I like the sound. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, well, did you write that or was that just... What do you mean? That was just off what, the top of the head. What do you mean comedy? There isn't any comedy in that. <laughs> you said hybrid a lot early. That was making me laugh. Uh, did you did you write that or was that just like that was just the, the musings of someone that's spent three that had very little sleep over three days? Was it was it I don't know. Tell me. Talk well, to you, me about your process. we
1: well, define what's the difference between the two ideas.
2: Well, whether or not you'd, were you were reading that off paper, or were you just coming up, 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 up on on the spot? On the spot. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was good. Really good.
1: Predominantly off the spot. It's, it's easier and quicker, and you know, once I'm
0: got a... <laughs> it's easier and quicker.
2: <laughs> Don't have to do any work that way.
1: Um, but I was writing. <laughs> it's better for me. <laughs> I was writing. I was writing it. Uh, as i drove home from my voiceovers so okay. i i was writing in my head with like yeah. i was practicing stuff i was going to say which yes. i put down when i got back to the studio but i was running those for about 45 half an hour 45 minutes beforehand M- maybe an hour or so and then yeah, well
2: i totally can see that cuz after like such a big weekend yeah like you do start to have these kind of thoughts
1: no that's not that's not my thoughts that's the character it's a, it's a character, character. <laughs> I'm not the hybrid. I'm not. I'm not some detective yeah. in a in a in a film yeah. noir world, you know. And there's no yeah. there's, there's no woman in a, in a diner with a cigarette. Um, I like the
2: cup of tea tea for one and a cup of tea for another. That was good. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. So, I liked yeah. how many times you said hybrid, but by <laughs> by the end, it started it stopped being funny at all and just kind of like pretty like meditative and nice to listen to.
1: Yeah, that's the good thing about it. I, I realized with the rain in the background, it's and a, the gravelly voice. It's you know, it's quite soothing. I think after a while.
2: Yeah, it started. Yeah, like- I think it's a go, mate. I think it's a go. Get the green light from me over here.
1: I think it starts heading towards a little bit Bukowski. I thought, you know, like a little bit with the, the eczema and the and the yes. alcohol and and the cigarettes and the. You know, and and the male and female motif—it felt a little bit like it was heading in in that sort of absolutely, you know, that's, absolutely. my impression you, you of Mikowski, anyway, you have know, I mean, never read women, I haven't read you. any of, of his work, but my impression is it sounding <laughs> a lot like uh, a lot
2: like some of his stuff would be like. You, know. you, you could definitely record some beautiful. Uh, uh, women is amazing. It's very confronting. They are amazing. Just, I, I've had. Yeah, I think women are amazing. Definitely, you, you, you do, you do. No, but, it, it'd be confronting for you reading reading uh, Mikowski. I think just just for you personally, I think you might. Might find it a bit full on, but it it is good stuff.
1: So, so back to the uh, the hybrid. Do you th- Would you like to <laughs> go further, or would you any other ideas for the next radio piece for next week? Anything you like me to muse on? Uh, do you Ooh. want do you want to take this guy somewhere, or do you want to go in a total different direction altogether with a different motif? I reckon that guy's
2: good, but I just think we need more content for what he's going on about. Well, I thought the, that was that's the idea. Too long. That was too long for that that, that idea. Like you need. You need you need some story in there, as I always say with the story. Yeah, you need because all we found out about him was that he like misses a girl, he wishes yes. he didn't meet her, and he's got like itchy skin.
1: <laughs> but wait, he says there's something important that's supposed to happen tonight.
2: Yes, but you don't you don't know what it is, and neither do we. Oh, are you how, how do you know? I don't know what it is. Because you would have put, you should have put it there. Because it was, it was quite long for that for that it, amount of content.
1: No, because I'm setting up, I'm setting it up. It's a setup piece, right? So uh-huh. you're giving you tastes of all the possible um choices for us then to grab one and go forward with it. You know, we can, we can basically write, write. Depending on where we want to go with it, I can okay. you know it's about giving elements it's and it's also yes. quite post you know postmodern. you know like you know, <laughs> How's not, it post it's, it's more about feelings than about story, <laughs> do you know what I mean it's more about it's more about a, a,
2: a an aesthetic you know it's, yeah, a, it's, this is this is our fundamental difference in in art I mean what are the sound design? So this, this is, is good it's a great yeah, great that's yeah, but that's that's our fundamental difference, and that was someone uh. That that was a good thing in the Oscars. They said that the movies are. Uh, oh, that was that was who was it? Um, oh, Jane Fonda was really strange at the Oscars. Right. She seemed really angry. She was up there with, oh, Helen Mirren. They got up together yes. and they did the other the other one. And they said, um, what? Only one thing we can agree about is how much we love. They actually gave out Gary Oldman's one. How much we love. A transformative performance. They said that's the one thing we can all agree on, which is a pretty. I'm sure we can all agree on something else other than that. But they were talking about in the kind of montages that movies teach us that it's that's empathy on a screen. That that's like edited images that kind of bring us to empathize, which I think is story. That that that's what story does in a, in a movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it's just like beautiful images, that doesn't teach us to empathize. That's just you know just trying to be artistic
1: yeah maybe but i mean sometimes you can have images that will tell more of a story than just uh exposition
2: well I and mean, it's, it's a visual medium yeah of course you've got to be t- telling the stories with visuals as well and but
1: sometimes having a, a story an image a, sometimes having an image that is multi-dimensional and can be interpreted in numerous different ways is more interesting than spoon-feeding an audience
2: yeah you know. I agree. I don't think you should totally spoon feed at your audience, but I quite
1: like it sometimes that people, when people walk away, disagreeing about their interpretations of a piece,
2: about what they think it was even about. Mm, yeah, but yeah, I, that's not for me so much. Yeah, I know. But yeah. <laughs> you just said, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah, you could kill me with correct. You do. You, you do some massive damage with correct. Uh, yeah, well, that's good that that, that we, we'll keep exploring that on this podcast. Well, maybe well, I could do something maybe different. I'll I could finally do... convince you.
1: Yeah, we could we could talk about it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I mean, the hybrid is an example that could easily be a Lynchian type world. You know, the hybrid. You know, I mean, it could be a car which runs on uh, electricity and, and petrol. <laughs> he could slowly tu- he could slowly turn into a car, for example. It could be like yeah, it could be like transformers. Yeah, or like taxi driver, hybrid driver. Like it's a, a, it's like a, he's a vehicle or something.
2: Do you know what I mean? It is a little bit Travis Bickle. It, it's it's a film noir, of Travis Pickle with the train and the the, the rain. Sorry, <laughs> it's a bit Blade Runner. It's good. It's good shit. I like film noir. I just like it when film noir has a story. Well, you, was, like I had, anything, I like any any genre as long as it has a good story. Yeah, that's the whole point. We, I set it up so then we we, t-
1: we can take it on a story. That's the point. Yeah, it got good. you know you need Still to la- you lay the foundations. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I create a world and then we take it somewhere. You know, That'll yeah.
2: be all. Thank <laughs> you.
1: So you want to stick with this world or you want to go to a different world next? Do we go to, um, you know, Pompous English Court, for example, you know, are you happy with oh, this? Oh, that's
2: a good idea. No, that's a good idea. I, well,
1: we, uh, I think we yeah. mix it up a little, you know, that's my yeah. point. So, I that's a good so idea. we'll come back to the hybrid in a few weeks, but we're going into our next world next week and we'll have like a few different installments of each each world, which will then be retailed from app to app and you can follow the story as you go along via the podcasts. Um, but I think you'll find that the, vari- the sheer variety will be very, very fun to be mm. a part of and some really toffee-nosed voices. It's going to be a lot of fun in this so a lot you know, of fun that's stick right. with
2: us guys we're just we're just working this out but uh we appreciate you listening
1: yeah well I mean, we're not really working it out i suppose we are working it out yeah just very much just, yeah. I suppose we don't have to tell them they're working it out like is not kind of obvious that we're working it out
2: and now it's time for jonno's review of the week so i um as you know i've got a a, a dvd collection that i'm i I'm driving Honey babe quite crazy. I buy DVDs all the time online. And I've been meaning to watch this film for quite a while. It's called Munich. And it's directed by a filmmaker, Stephen Spellberg. Spellberg, something like that, something like that. And, um, yeah, I was really – I think I'd I'd always been a bit nervous to watch it because, I don't know, I just got a bit of a vibe from it that, you know, he kind of is obviously a master, a master at at what he (laughs) does. But kind of towards – a good mate of ours, Damien, has been very much uh, a a critic of Spielberg's kind of heavy-handed, almost – what would you call it? Uh, He's not spoon-feeding you, but it's almost like propaganda, some of um, Spielberg's pro-America kind of stuff and pro-Jewish kind of stuff. And so – um, I remember liking Schindler's List. I obviously love uh, Jaws and all these early ones, E.T. and all that sort of stuff, but he kind of considered was considered to hit a bit of a, like, I don't know, maybe got oversaturated. So I, I held off on, on Munich, uh, I think it's 2005, Eric Banner playing uh, a, a Mossad agent that gets asked by Golda Meir, the Israeli female prime minister. Uh, he was a former bodyguard of hers. And when, um, I think it was called, Black September, uh, when a bunch of Israeli athletes are kidnapped and then killed at the um, Munich Olympics, um, this crack group of I think uh, five agents go in and try and take retribution on eleven of the terrorists. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Only two of the only two of the killers survived. They just try and um, knock out people that are involved. Were involved, and they're asked to do it in in uh, the most dramatic way possible. So Mossad kind of is, seems like a bit of a scary kind of um, supergroup. So they do it with explosions and stuff like that. So uh, I didn't even know this, but Daniel Craig is one of um, one of Eric Banner's uh, in his group playing a South African in very tight pants. And Matthew Kasowitz, who I really like, who directed La Haine, and he's the male um, love interest in Amalie. He plays the bomb maker, and then there's a couple of other. There's an Irish actor who's very good. They're in it, and they're working for Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush plays it kind of oh, enigmatic. The creep. Yeah, exactly. You look at him. Have you seen the film? Uh no, no. Ah, yeah. Well, if, for some reason, yeah, I just looked to. I, I just just was reluctant to to pick it up, but it, it is pretty good. It's pretty good, uh, and I'm I'm going to say Spielberg isn't being isn't really taking a stand either way. Like he's basically. He shows them as, as quite uh, haphazard this group, and um, Banner does a great job. Um, Honeybag was watching it with me and she said, it's amazing how vulnerable he manages to be because he's he's still in he's in Hulk mode. He's very big because he's playing a former bodyguard. but he does a lot of nervous uh, eye acting uh, and he's a very reluctant killer because otherwise, yeah, they would seem pretty horrible because they're coming up against just old people. They're just killing old people. It's not like it's not very heroic what they're doing. Uh, and uh, yeah, it kind of unfolds, and because it's based on a true story, it's not. Um, it, it, it's dramatic in a quite a strange way. Like they don't—they're not super successful, and uh, it's written by Tony Kushner, who's uh, one of one of the great playwrights who did *Angels in America* and obviously worked with Spielberg on *Lincoln* uh, more recently. Um, yeah, it's pretty good, and um, John Williams with a cracking soundtrack. John Williams, geez, he does a lot of soundtracks. He was involved in one last night. Works a lot. Works a lot. Yeah. I'd give it. I'd give it probably th- on initial viewing. I thought because I've got a thing where it's all f- all kill and no filler. My DVDs, so I buy ones that I love, and then I buy ones that I haven't watched that I want to watch. And if I don't think they're fantastic, I throw them away.
1: So people are still try- ma- people are still making DVDs.
2: Uh, yes, yeah. Well, I don't, yeah, no, they are, George, because they have new releases. They, they're they charging like $40 for Dunkirk and stuff like Jeez. that, so wow.
3: I'll
2: wait for that to go down. i wait for that to go down, but I probably will get Dunkirk. But anyway, uh, on initial viewing, I thought, I'm going to throw that away. I'm not going to keep that. But then I read a few reviews. I read um, Ebert's review uh, and uh, started to think about it, and I just pondered on it a little, and um, I think I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it because I think I could rewatch watch it uh, one day. It's very long.
1: would you give it a seven? Is that what you have?
2: Yeah, so we we out of ten, I prefer yeah than than the five star out of five. Yeah, I'd give it a seven, seven and seven point two five almost. And are you a, a banner convert? Are you do you, are you a fan? Well, like I, it never, it's just been a a a, a decline since Chopper. Like I, I would have, I'd I'd give my left nut for to to work with Banner um, after Chopper, and since then I've never seen him do anything anywhere near that. But um, he was. Yeah, he's pretty good. He was pretty good. Blackhawk Down was the one that people seemed to like afterwards.
1: He was barely in it. Yeah, I, I think it was probably because he was still running on the buzz a little bit of yeah, Chopper, yeah. but it was. Um,
2: uh, That's probably- a great cast, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. Was that, how's that for? I've got that on DVD. I remember loving it the first time. Do you reckon it stands the test of time? Yeah, I, I know. I was never
1: a huge fan of it to begin with, I don't think. I'm not really a big war film guy. I'm more romantic comedies. Generally
2: speaking, you so. do like them, and also, like, it does seem a bit racist. Black Hookdown <laughs> <laughs> surprise, isn't surprise, it, isn't it? Like, you, you're meant to go for these, you know, 15 American guys that are just like shooting hundreds of black people. It's like a zombie movie, basically. But the uh, the enemy are just like African soldiers, yeah. yeah. It's weird how quickly you're meant to, and that's what that's what I think uh, Spielberg does quite well. He challenges why. We're on Banner's side just automatically. Yeah,
1: the world thinks he's an amazing director, and I'm. Yes, I think Spielberg. I'm definitely a big fan, and um, just his techniques, simple techniques yes. he uses, uh, like um, having actors walk in and out into their medium shots and wide shots, just keeping the camera still. I just think it really fantastic. Um, but yeah, he is quite heavy-handed. I see. I see Damien's
2: point. I was disappointed by the post. Right. Very disappointed. Yeah, I wasn't a rush. I'm not a Hanks fan either. So. Yeah, I don't good. mind a bit of hanky panky. I saw. I really liked uh, him in Bridge of Spies. Right. I thought that was that was Spielberg on the money. That's right. why I was excited to see the post. Yeah, he is the ultimate everyman, Tom
1: Hanks. Isn't he? he's like the everyman.
2: It, oh. He uses lots of tricks. Like he gets he gets his jacket stolen. He develops a cold. Like he does heaps of stuff to like you like make you like him. Hanks in <laughs> in Bridge of Spies. It's, it's like he you know, ruffles kids' hair. Loves his kids. It's, it's you can just see all that he's all over tricks. Him. All the tricks. Yeah. All the tricks. He's got a
0: puppy. He's got a puppy with a cough. It's ridiculous. It's full disclosure. The Jono and Dodge podcast.
1: I'd love to move on to sport, but it's a bit problematic because the one issue that Jono has famously, dear viewers, is that he refuses to stay up to date with sporting events. He's a big fan of the record and watch, don't talk about it routine, which is an ideal for a podcast because you're generally known for being on top of events when they happen. But um, yeah, there, there has been a, a series of Ripper games today. So, really? Um, um, but there's one in particular which uh, I've just watched, which features my beloved Portland Trailblazers again. You've spelt
2: it. You've you've basically said that the Trailblazers win. So no, that, not
1: necessarily. I haven't said that necessarily. Just a, it's a crackerjack game. Um, should I watch the whole game or should I just watch the last quarter? Uh, I'd give yourself a little a little gift and watch the, the whole second half. I <laughs> I'd watch the second half.
2: A little Dame Lillard gift. No, okay.
1: no, no, it's not just a Dame Lillard gift. The Lakers are good. And Isaiah, I, I was kind of wrong about him. I think he doesn't have to be the man. I think he's happy to be the spark plug off the bench, it seems like, with um, the Lakers, which is, which is great. Do he um,
2: score over 20 again? Uh, he wouldn't be
1: around there, but yeah. Uh, the Kuzma, what are the other big games? Yeah, there was... Okay, so today's games were Cleveland versus Detroit. Uh, oh, that's a big game. Indiana versus Milwaukee. It's a huge game. Miami versus Phoenix, Boston versus Chicago, Memphis versus San Antonio Spurs. That was a really interesting yeah. game. Uh, but, exactly. That
2: exciting. Well, exactly that. all well, I can say you're is You're just Memphis. looking at everything in the West because you want third.
1: Yeah, totally, totally. Orlando, Utah wasn't exciting, and then of course Portland, LA was just fantastic to watch. You're so, just frothing.
2: You're just frothing in the West. You just want all the teams in the West to lose, basically.
0: Look you, just, you just
2: want Houston and Houston and Golden State and uh, Portland to win. Look, cannot, be fine. look I, I cannot confirm or deny. Also, there was poker last night. Ooh, was, what do you mean you cannot confirm or deny? Like, just full disclosure, guys. Uh, George is a massive homer for. Uh, which is fine, but he loves the Trailblazers and they're, they're exciting because they are playing out of their expectations and they're currently in third. And so if they keep winning, if they win every game from now on, they'll finish in third. We're not going to win every
1: game. We've got a really tough schedule. We've got Boston, we've got Cleveland, we've got Golden State. We're not going to win every game. We've got a really tough schedule. It's,
2: but but there's no re- – who's in fourth? Uh,
1: right now, Ah, uh, so yeah, no, it's the Pelicans in fourth now. Sorry, yeah, oh,
2: that's amazing without Boogie. So that's that is fascinating. They've all lost their best, second best player, or their best player. Yeah, the brow's gone ham. He's in
1: MVP level. He's playing, and um, my man Miritich has been a revelation. So, uh, yeah, my man Miritich. My man Miritich. And then it's San Antonio. Then it's Minnesota. Then it's Oklahoma, and then it's Denver. But from third to eighth, there is three games. Uh, splitting them, so it's really it's very exciting. And look at the East as well; very close. Same thing, same thing. It's third to third to ninth, third to eighth, ninth. Big gap to ninth. Oh really? Yeah, Denver. Uh, Detroit De- can't De- get in. Detroit are tw- no, they're they're a good eight games behind. Behind eighth? Uh, behind third. Yeah, they behind th- five games behind eighth. Yeah, uh, okay. they're, not, they're not. They're not in it. Uh, that's yeah. disappointing. Yeah. So, Whereas so. the Clippers and Utah are definitely in it. So we go from third to tenth. Mm. so it's um, it's quite close so that's exciting and poker last night was, uh, was some fascinating talk probably the most interesting of all was when I brought up the concussion thing which the NFL and the AFL going through and NRL I talked about Ian Roberts who was a year above me at NIDA who's come out recently and said that he he didn't come out
2: recently <laughs> no
1: he didn't come out recently, but he did say that he's got brain damage, quite bad brain damage mm-hmm. from playing sport um, and how he's already starting to forget where, where he's supposed to be going and lines mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And Nicky Winmar and you know, these guys are getting together for class actions. And Sal, um, Sal Sharra, a lovely, lovely guy that we played poker with, questioned w- w- what they can really do. He claims that the leagues can't possibly be liable for this. But then, I mean, we all know from the billion-dollar NFL provision yes. and, and what the NHL put together that they are. Um, finding the courts are finding them liable in some ways for this, the damage to these players. So there's some big storm clouds brewing when it comes to professional sport and brain injuries, and they've been brewing for a long time. And I think the judgment day, if you will, is definitely on the horizon.
2: And we're so addicted to it. So oh, it's it's mm-hmm. like cigarettes, really. It's very similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we love it.
1: As a famous uncle of mine once said, he thought archery was the safest sport of all. Uh, little chance of Head injuries. You're not moving. He claimed even stop-starting quickly can give you brain problems because your your brain can hit your skull. So therefore, mm. a stationary game such as archery, which he ended up having his daughter play to a very high level. In fact, she's almost Olympic level. Just <laughs> another another family member of mine. Uh, you know, bowling, bowling. Uh, Tempin temping bowling. I think you've got a point there. Uh, long bowls. That's probably related to because archery staff. is dangerous.
2: For people around you. Darts is definitely
1: dangerous. Yes, darts is dangerous, especially when you have idiot brothers. I've got a I've got a cousin who's got a, a scar in the middle of his between his eyes from a, a brother that threw a dart at him. So that's definitely dangerous. But yeah, no, it, stationary sports generally seem to be the best. Could, what is it? What's the the one for soccer and baseball that they get? Uh, oh, Lou
2: Gehrig's disease. Lou Gehrig. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. They reckon in soccer it's it's all the kicks they get to the legs. It's it's also obviously the head headbutting. But apparently it's just like yeah, it's motor. It's like motor neuron.
1: Well, as I said to the guys last night as we were talking about it and they're saying, why is it all coming out now? And I said, the thing is, the brain itself is incredibly...
2: <laughs> you're painting a picture where you're like the uh, the sage of poker where it's oh, really was... you're the, young, the young buck. <laughs> really, I don't think they'd allow you to, to take court like that. I no, they, they, they did. They did. <laughs> It must have been gone by then was Tim still there?
1: no Tim never arrived last night so. <laughs>
2: that 's why the, the cat's away. Dogie thinks he'll uh, just educate the sixty five year old seven
1: year old well, just you know neuroscientifically I have you know had some experience with that. I had that friend right. who's the, the dean of neuroscience at at University of New South Wales and his Bible of sorts on neuroscience, as I explained to the, the guys at poker, who are in raptures yeah. at this point in time. Um, the dean, he was the dean, and his Bible of sorts, which he wrote at Berkeley, um, was essentially a, a, the dissection of a, of a rat's brain. You know, that, and that's, the, that's considered the bee's knees, you know. So you can see how, how far we have to come and how so much information is coming to light. So, you know, it's a big thing. Anyway, I think that's about all we got time for. We can probably look into a bit more of that, and I'm sure that story will come to light more and more over the next few months uh, because I do think there's a big um, court settlement on the way, or will be, if we look at the US for precedent, as we always do. But in the meantime, we've uh, wrapped up nicely with, the, uh, of course, the wonderful Academy Awards. We've followed that with the, who can forget, the initial um, opening <laughs> for belligerent Burns's? <laughs> it's an Outrage. Yeah, uh, it's an and, Outrage. Uh, and, of course... More uh, yelling
2: next time, Dodge. More, I'll yell more.
1: And I'll try – and then, of course, the first initial episode of The Hybrid, the nihilistic philosophical poetry of a uh, an alcoholic detective and a uh, weekly review. What was that one called
2: again?
3: The Hybrid.
2: <laughs> and then we had uh, – movie review. Yeah, I think um, – Johnny's movie well, review for the week? I think we should both watch it, though, because I think maybe if I watch it and you just do – because you know how you love researching things. Mm-hmm. You know how that soothes you great greatly. Mm. you could do a deep dive into oh. trivia around that movie, sure, I can do that. And I'm thinking about maybe watching Gandhi for next week. Oh, I'm not watching that again. Well, no, you you, you've seen it. I've never seen it. I'll pick movies I've never seen. Okay. And um, I'll bring out some trivia from the for said movies. Yeah. Yeah. If you do, if you do a deep dive though, not just a, a you know really soothe yourself.
1: Yeah. No, I will. I will. I'll do a couple of hours. Yeah. will yeah. yeah, be good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He was an interesting guy, Gandhi. You mean the film or? No, the, the guy, the actual guy, Gandhi. He was oh, yeah, quite it's, it's an interesting con- guy. very controversial now. Well, that's the thing. You can, you can look up all that sort of stuff, but also it would be interesting. Sleeping with children. Uh, was, he? was he though?
1: Yes. Yeah, he was sleeping with
2: young, young
1: girls. I was lying with them. Jackson used to do that
2: apparently as well. it's not looked at fondly. Yes. Not looked on fondly. Mm-hmm
1: anyway we can talk about it sure no problems at all uh i think i oh, very you know,
2: you know what's funny is is um ben kingsley just looks like ben kingsley before he shaves his head off like he plays a young gandhi i'm just looking at the back of the dvd yeah he looks so much like him when he shaves his head yeah he does
1: but wait doesn't ben kingsley always shave his head
2: he's got hair as a young gandhi okay okay, okay. yeah the special features too that's what i love about the dvd the special features
1: I just don't. I just don't. You know, you'll be able to get all the films you've got as DVDs. You'll be able to get. You'll be able to get them online in within within a few years. You know, with special, with special features. features. Yeah, with special oh. features. Yeah.
3: No, but I like
2: having them there. Like I wouldn't. Like you can't hold on to an MP3. No, it's right. true. I suppose, yeah. Or it got it right here. It'd, got be it a, right here. it'd be an MP4 for film, but yeah,
3: you
1: can't hold onto them, them. Yeah, it's true. My hot little hand. My hot little hand. Yeah, but that was it's the, the ar- that was the argument for vinyls as well. You know, actually, yeah. vinyls have come back. So you got, might have a point there. Massively,
2: and books will never die. No,
1: they're not going to die. No, whoever, whoever thought they were going so to go out was wrong. Newspapers now, though, they've. The they won't out. fully die.
2: They won't fully die. Um, do you reckon I'll keep World War Z? I haven't watched that yet. I don't think... I don't think you're going to like it. I don't think much. I'll keep that on the shelf. Yeah. No. Nah. Did you see
1: it? Yes, I did. Yeah.
2: I had the misfortune. Yeah. 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 Oh, not so good. Do you know what's interesting about yeah. it, though? What? Mel Brooks's son wrote the book. Right. The famous Mel Brooks. His son wrote the book.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something, I guess. But it doesn't mean it's if you write... Impressive. It's a stinker. It's a zombie movie. So, yeah. anyway. Go for it. I find it. Them quite scary.
2: All right, but we better wrap it up. That's Just do this again tomorrow, yeah? This is pretty much...
1: No, it's not tomorrow. <laughs>
2: it's a weekly thing.
1: It's a weekly thing. You don't know how long it took me all of yesterday to edit the first, first app. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. All right. So without further ado, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Owen, to take it away from Episode 2 of Full Disclosure.
2: Thanks, guys. Uh, really appreciate you uh, listening through all this. Uh, next week, we'll have a rant. We'll have uh, the next uh, hybrid, or maybe it'll be a bit of uh, a bit of naughtier, by the sound. If George wants to go to England somewhere, and of course, uh, my take on Gandhi. Thanks, everyone.
0: Genuine George, full disclosure in the raw, 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 raw. Genuine George, full disclosure, no holds barred.